gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sports Nonsense and Whiskey. Tuesday, March 1st, hanging with the fellas. Pinky, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man. You know, doing pretty good, my man. Doing pretty good. That's what I like to hear. SP, how you feeling today, buddy? Feeling old. Feeling old because it was your not-birthday birthday. True. Technically, he could just celebrate his birthday on the 28th and the 1st. And the 1st. Because for, for me, I'm like, well, in a normal leap year, today would be your birthday. Right. So, I, I would, say celebrate I would it today. I would probably double down real hard on that right? every year of my life. But I always use my... I never told anybody it was my birthday. I always use it as an excuse to get everybody together, hang out. And then if they were like, I don't know if I can make it, man. Then I'd be like, it's my birthday. And then they'd be like, oh, okay, I'll come you out. Know, you know, <laughs> if you put your birthday on Facebook... You cannot remove that shit. Like My ever? birthday is not on Facebook. Oh, good. Uh, what do you mean you, you can't remove it? You cannot it's remove it. It's locked in now? Like it's, it's locked in. out? Yes. No, no. I went in and like tried to remove it, and it said like removed, and that was three years ago, and I still get every February 1st birthday messages, which are great, but I feel like, like I do it a little bit different. I saw Aaron. He did like what most people do. Thank you all for the birthday wishes, blah, blah, blah. You know, I respond to every single post, Mm -mm. No, which is a mistake because I get like 50 of them because everybody needs a pinky in their life. So I get a lot of them on Facebook, right? I, uh, maybe I'm just not cordial enough or something. I don't know. But to me, like, thank you cars are a waste of time. Thanking people after the fact is a waste. Like you thank you said happy birthday to me. Like. Cool. I said happy birthday to you. I'm not expecting a thank well, you. Like it's it's my way of just one, saying, hey, I was thinking about you. I don't things, need you to then reciprocate kind words. It's your day, not mine. It's an acknowledgement that they said something. I mean, because, I get that, but I just I'm not looking for praise I, for I like saying to happy birthday. Engage with those people who are sending me those birthday messages. Maybe the other thing is is I found it worthless to be getting happy birthdays from people that I didn't even hang out with or associate with. It was like a Facebook one-off. I mean, I, I might get a couple of those, but I think... Like, are you the- sending thank you cards to everybody that showed up to your party? I don't send thank you cards for any situation, period. So, that would he be... He sets the standard. Yeah. I, I think it's my family, though. Real big so- thank you cards. You don't send a thank you card to my aunt, even though I talked to her on the phone and said thank you? All of a sudden, she hits the fan. You had a surprise birthday party, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Uh, that was fun. My mom said, hey, come down. I want to cook you dinner. And I was like, all right. And then she gave me the address. I'm like, well, that seems sketch because it's definitely not your home. <laughs> so I kinda, And now I'm in Pueblo. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of had an idea. I'm like, mm. someone tells me there's going to be a few more people. Than that. Right. Anyway, show up and there was like 20 some people. So... See, bunch that's of, cool. Yeah, a bunch of friends and family I mean, that I grew up with. So Sometimes Aaron does well with people. Sometimes he doesn't. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? Were you overwhelmed? Were you? Oh, no, I don't get overwhelmed by that. But um, no, I, I was just, it was just good, man. It was a lot of people, like I said, I, I grew up with. Like literally since I was a kid, I've known a lot of these people. So That's awesome. It is, it's a complete different atmosphere. Um, you, know, you know when you have those like kind of friends and family where you just you could see him and you haven't seen him for years, but things just slide right back to the way they Love were. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of how my Pueblo peeps are. Like a lot of these people I haven't talked to, you know, really stood in communication with. But when I see him, it's like, 
you know, nothing's different. Didn't miss a beat. Yeah. That's when you know it's a true friend. Right, right. You don't have to always talk. You don't always have to know what's going on. But when you see each other, there's a true, genuine connection. Yeah. No, I mean, it was really cool. I mean, a lot of people brought me, like, gifts and stuff. And I, in no way, would have felt like they should have been obligated to do any of that. I hate you know getting I mean? gifts. And um, so. That's when I then start feeling obligated to say thank you. <laughs> If there's a difference between being cordial and obligated, or it's like somebody goes out of the way to do something kind for you, the least you could do is acknowledge it was a No, I agree with that. I think it's the way I grew up, and it's no matter how many times you say thank you, if there wasn't a card involved, then you never actually were were thankful. Yeah, I don't, I'm not big into uh, cards either. You know, I'm not. My wife is. I'm, I'm like, oh, do we really... We don't need to do a card. I called you. I got the gift, and I literally yeah, right? called you and talked to you about it. I don't feel the necessity for then giving you a card. I gave you the gift. I don't need to give you like, a card too, right? Yeah. It, you know, it, it's all personality, right? Some people are very tactile. Some other, you know, it's, it's how they express emotion. So, and, but the thing is the way they express it is how they receive it. You know, it's true. It's so, a good point. What is that? The love languages kind of thing where yeah, some people like getting gifts you know, and giving them. Sometimes and you other have to go out of your way to cater to their needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, I, I hadn't thought about that way. That's a good point. And your, your brother had a birthday? Yeah, me, my brother and I are, are two years and two days apart. So every four, okay, every four years, we're two years and two days apart. Every other year, it's two days and one day apart or two years and one day apart. Because <laughs> he was born on February 27th. Okay. So I never had a birthday alone ever because my brother came first. So, so I always piggybacked his birthday. Let me ask you this. Would you have rather done that or be like my sister whose birthday is the day after Christmas? That sounds awful. Oh, I felt so bad for her always. Yeah. No, I, first of all, she never had a party cause we were always with family or, sure. you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then second of all, even when she was around to do something, nobody else was. So I always, uh, I always felt so Look, bad for her. I, I feel like I'm a loving character. I feel like I go out of my way for other people, and I really enjoy that. But I am selfish in the fact that I don't like that my son's birthday is two days apart from mine. It's too bad Zach's not here because he would give you so much shit right now. Because it's always like, like his birthday happens, and yeah. then I get nothing. Right. Yeah, but at least you still have a birthday. Zach and his son Xander, same day. Yeah, that's wrong. How old's your kid? Uh, 20. 20. Okay. So well, that's what happens when 21 years ago, you don't get a vasectomy. Um, I mean, they don't normally give it to you right away. You got to like, <laughs> they'll make you wait for a while. I actually, they, they made me wait for four months. Blame Hannah. Say, why don't you just keep him in there at least another week? Right. right? We Nine days. Nine he, days no, back. he was overcooked. He was two oh, weeks really? late. Oh, well, yeah. Well, then... Blame him. So why don't you just get out of there when you were supposed Sounds to? Sounds like a doctor right. issue for not getting on top of that. Induce. No, they tried to send her home or they wanted to like not um, do the uh, induced labor. And the Did doctor literally said, no, she's two weeks late. You were doing this. She pulls the doctor to the side and said, you're ruining my birthday. Right. <laughs> Dude, apparently my dad and the doctor, I think it was for my brother's birth. There was a Husker game on. And they were more concerned about watching the Husker game than my mom in labor. <laughs> Dude, I went to a Lincoln Park Cypress Hill show the night she was going in to get induced. Oh, Jesus. Nice. How did you get away with that? Uh, I was taking her sister. Oh, that. We'd already had the tickets. I was taking her sister. She's like, I'm not doing anything. They're not inducing me till the morning. And then and she went into natural labor that night. 
So when I showed up, she was in labor. Listen, the amount of inappropriate jokes running through my head right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, right there with you, buddy. So bad. Right there with you. I almost want to write it down just to so save you. So you uh, went to your brother's in Pueblo the next day? No. Um, no, actually, they came up to Springs because we went out to go shooting. That's what my oh, brother wanted nice. to do for his birthday is go shooting. So we went out to Dragon Man. Uh, of course, I had my new piece that I wanted to go pop some rounds off with. And the weirdest thing. So, okay. So we go through these drills because... You know, we're we're trying to be pretty precise when it comes to our firearms and, uh, you know, proficiency. Yeah. So part some of the drills are you, you fire, you know, a full magazine with your, you know, your dominant hand and then you fire another magazine with your non-dominant hand because obviously you have to be familiar with utilizing it if you were in that situation, right? I am more accurate with my left hand with no support That's than weird. I am with my right hand with support. And it makes absolutely no sense to me. My first shot was literally a bullseye at 36 feet. Real with quick. With my non-dominant hand. If you had a sweep with a broom, show me show me how you'd hold it. Mm, probably like this. You're left-handed. I am not left-handed. Don't put that juju on me. Not joking. So if you hold a broom like this, nobody can see us right now. So you're just going to have yeah. to trust me. Let's this get, is how I would hold a broom as well. Let's get together, man. Came find out I should have been playing golf left-handed and I did grow up playing hockey left-handed because my dominant hand in that situation is my left hand. That's so weird. Yeah, that. It can't, so I bet that has a lot to do yeah, with it. Actually, it, it can't work that way. Huh? My um, father-in-law yeah. has a shooting range on his property. What? Yeah. Where's that? Why is this the first we're hearing is about that here this? in town? Yeah, just uh, it's up off of Meridian. Oh, sweet. You can go there anytime, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that like ammo is ridiculously expensive right now, like literally I, I bought a hundred rounds of nine mil for like 86 bucks. That's ridiculous. Have you dude. looked at getting your own reload? No. <laughs> Zach did. I actually started saving him some money. Well, I'm sure at this point in time. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my, uh, my buddy took out his 50 Cal desert Eagle. Mm, and it, what kind of kick does that thing have that hurts i went through seven rounds with it and i'm like i'm done with that thing so seen as yours says replica and mine says de.50 <laughs> I, I love that movie i love so that good. movie so good top five in my book so check this out literally that one line made me say if i ever bought a gun it would be a de50 which there's no absolute reason for it so that's my brother shooting it what wait See that? Did your camera flash? actually catch the flashbang? It wasn't my camera, but yeah, somebody. Holy did. shit! Yeah, oh, that's dope. No, the best part, right? So when my buddy busts that thing out, and we're literally in a range with, I'd say, I don't know, thirty-five people. You know, we have tons of people around. He pops off that first round, and when you see every single lane turn their head and look at him, like what was that i can imagine yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because it gets attention listen when you have that big boom coming off like overpowering people shooting things in front of them and you're like what yeah and then <laughs> the best part is he went over there and he said hey can i pop around off underneath the awning because it has a big steel awning <laughs> and then it just literally reverberates across the entire field yeah those eagles are mean <laughs> dude those 50 cals action express man yeah it's great 
But no, I, I, I love. I don't my know new if gun. my weak little wrist could handle. Damn, it. Damn, man, you, you, you got a birthday party. You got to go shooting. You went to Cripple Creek. Yeah, man, I could have scratched one of those three off the list and been perfectly fine. So tried his first car bomb tonight. Right, yeah. that was interesting. Minus the Jameson. You got. I mean, it's Irish car bomb. You put a little Jameson on him for a topper. Next time, no topper for you. Yeah, unnecessary. No topper for you. Unnecessary. It's like saying, "Can you please take the onions off my burger?" Oh, that's I also love, a mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, yeah totally. I hate onion. I despise it. In the Bible, when it says God cursed the earth, little even onions grilled onions, out. chopped up grilled onions. Those aren't real onions. Just like when you smother it with ranch, it's not a salad, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> quit splitting hairs. So All right, let's be a little honest. <laughs> I love onion, but hmm, to think Aaron Aaron's sitting over here thinking God smited man I, by putting I do onions like on onions the earth. a lot. <laughs> I really do. You are cursed. Up. Here's this garbage. <laughs> Cain and Abel, you know what you just caused everybody? Onions. 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 Well, Aaron had a sounds like he had a pretty good weekend. Mm-hmm. How about that you, sounds Caleb? Sounds better than any birthday I've had in a long time. Dude, no joke, man. Oh, and also Pinky got me a really cool. Um, 3D replica of the Cowboy Stadium. I just want you to remember that time we went to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's like a double gift. It's for Pinky more than you, but yeah, it makes yeah, you yeah. think he loves you. It's yeah. beautiful stadium, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. If only I got to see him win in it. Next time we'll just go when the Broncos aren't playing. Aren't playing the Cowboys. Right. We'll just go to a Cowboys game. Division. Does that like guarantee that they're going to win or something? No, but it, at least it's not like. Incomplete. Let, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like we, we that's took a good over point. that yeah. stadium, yeah. dude. Like well, it was crazy. Yeah. Don't go against the Steelers either. Then you're going to be really pissed off with all the towels waving. So keep away from the Steelers know, they in Dallas. Suck right now, Doesn't matter, dude. They that. travel. Steelers. Travel. Well, no, they do travel, but they that team sucks right now. It's true. Not once they get Mitchell Trubisky. Actually. I think he'll be an upgrade compared to Roethlisberger last yeah, season. That might be an upgrade. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. Caleb might be right. <sighs> I hate saying that. It made yeah. me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Roethlisberger had to have one more sex offense on his way out, dude, when he <laughs> did that team. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> All right, Caleb, how was your weekend, buddy? Um, Anything? Weekend. Uh, Hung out with Merrick weekend take the man out of the ghetto i can't take the ghetto out of the man <laughs> uh i don't remember having a weekend so there you go probably okay. just another this next one will be really awesome we got a bunch of family coming in it's his first birthday on saturday so that'll had, be fun i haven't had a weekend in 18 months yeah yeah they just kind of run into every other day yep truth haven't done a whole lot in a, in a little while So, you know. Well, that was exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, glad. I'm glad we went over that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next. <laughs> Moving no, on. No, but happy birthday, man. I'm glad to <laughs> glad to hear you had a really fun weekend and, yeah. and uh, got to celebrate it with the people you love. So that's, that's always fun. a bonus. Yeah. And then I went to Cheddar's. My wife took me out for dinner last night. Um, Big fan of Cheddar's? The one on Interquest? Not as much now, but yeah. 
cooked as yeah. they overcooked my ribeye and then had a hair in my mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, hell. yeah. I was like, this is a very appropriate. I stick with the burgers at Cheddar's. Dude, I immediately said, take that back and just give me a Monte Cristo. Like, <laughs> you can't screw that They up. do have a solid Monte Cristo, yeah. actually. Dude, literally, they pull out of a package, deep fry it, and hand it to you. So I don't care. No, I don't care. That's either. like people say, like, Olive Garden's good to me. I don't give a shit if they throw it in the microwave. Uh, yeah. 90% of everything goes in the microwave. Yeah, Tastes which, good, I don't care. Yeah. You know what's the best thing at Olive Garden? It's not on the menu. Calzone. They have calzones? It's not on the menu. Honestly, the best thing I've ever had was a special. So they do have calzones. It was a beef. But it's not on the menu. Okay. Not the point. Okay. They have it. <laughs> they have <laughs> it. They have calzones. They had this beef Last bolognese. Say beanie babies. No, beef bouillonnaise. Bouillonnaise. Sure. Whatever. It was delicious. Had that with a glass of Chianti. Whoo. Really good meal. But it was like like a special one time because I went in there the next time. I'm like, I'm going to need that again. They're like, yeah, we don't have that anymore. It's like, damn. Give me some more salad and a breadstick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, legit what I do, I show up. I eat six breadsticks, have two salads, and then take my meal home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do the same thing. Because pasta is better the next day anyways. Did I disagree. In. All right. Well, you know. I don't, li- I don't like reheating everyone, pasta. Everyone has their faults, so don't worry about that. Okay? I have a lot of faults, Aaron. It's yeah. fine. It's Did fine. you know carb count is actually lower the older pasta gets? What? Look it up. Everybody right now can Google that. How the hell does that work? Facts. It naturally breaks itself down? Yes. <laughs> that is why people think day-old pasta tastes better, because it actually changes. See, I Flavor don't profile. think day-old pasta tastes better. I know, and I we already like went it. over the fact that you have some flaws. Look, mm-hmm. there are some foods that reheated are not going to be okay. A really good steak. Fish. <laughs> Fish, yes. That absolutely. was, that was going to be my next one. Shrimp. Fish. Shrimp's not horrible. No, it depends. It's not great. It gets rubbery. Yeah, it's not great. I also don't like shrimp, so I'm not really one to talk. So, Um, but there are definitely things that get much better. Okay, let's just say anything that comes out of water should not go into a microwave. Is that fair? Fair. Okay, Uh, we can agree. And I'm not talking about a cow that fell into a pond. Okay. No, I'm just trying to like I'm I'm debating like fish sticks. But then at the same time, I'm debating Definitely if that's not. really even seafood. So okay, anybody, Fried seafood heated up is not good. First off, anybody who microwaves their fish sticks and don't cook them in an oven are subhuman. I'm just right. going to throw that out Absolutely. right now. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you, Pinky. I haven't microwaved fish sticks. I'm just trying to think of if there's a, there, they would a not caveat be good. to it. No. I mean, anything breaded microwaved is not going to be good. Uh, correct. That is, that is absolutely see. correct. So... I went out to good. Yeah, company. how was your weekend, Pinky? Well, no. I went to <laughs> I went to overtime bar Friday night with our boy Greg. We talked some basketball. What we up, talked Greg? some relationships. It's a good time. Oh, so you can talk basketball with Greg? Sure. But when I bring it up, it's next, next. And Let's move on. Stop. Okay. What he means is he will drink something as Greg talks to him about <laughs> basketball. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nods in his head and smiles. Is that what we're doing off. here? Kind of. But we feel a little more obligated to say something back. Uh, okay. Yeah, at least when you're in a bar, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Need another drink. <laughs> Fair. Bring that bartender back. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Good company still known for 
So that was overtime. For the talent, if you will. It was overtime. Oh, overtime. My bad. <laughs> I wanted to spread it out. I, I knew I was going to Good Company Saturday night. Okay. Because that was what, such terrible verbiage to follow up. I wanted to spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> the talent or... <laughs> so we've... Uh, this group that I'm a part of at USAA. <laughs> Sounds so cryptic. Yeah, uh, we don't get to see group. each other all the time now. So we get together <laughs> once a month and we do like a little gathering <laughs> at a local wink, watering wink, hole. Nudge, nudge. Get ready, people. I can right. tell you this is going to be a heavy nonsense show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we... We were like, yeah, let's go to Good Company. It's up north. More people in this group are closer to Good Company. I can walk home from Good Company. Like, it's perfect. If you me. had to, you definitely could. Yeah, right? So the wife and I go. We get there a little early. We're hanging out. Everybody gets there. It's a bl- it's a blast. We're having a great time. I will say Good Company is, is one of the best hole-in-the-wall neighborhood bars in the Springs. Overtime's really good, too. I'm going to give overtime its props. I don't even know uh, where overtime is. It's on Dublin and, and uh, Union. Oh, that strip so, ball right there? Yeah, it's a, it's a Chicago Bears bar. Interesting. Okay. But they always have sports on and stuff, and they've got really good... Oh, it sounds like my kind of people. Justin Fields fans? Oh. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> um, they always have sports on. They have good drink specials. They have a great like Philly cheesesteak sandwich. They've I've got... never been there, Pinky. We're gonna have to keep it's... that in mind when I get another pass. It you're gonna have a... to now. Good Company is on like this level, and Overtime's like two levels lower than that. Like as a dive bar, but everything about it is just like there. There's good people working. There's usually good people there. It's never like packed. Look, honestly, so. I'd rather show up to a dive bar like that than go to Bubba's like we do for the right. NC, the AFC, AFC championship right. games. Personally, I, I I enjoy dive bars more than corporate America bars. Yeah, it, it's it's a good bar. So a good company. This is what happened. Got there early, started drinking. As I am known to do. I was gonna say that sounds like a lot of other stories you've told. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hit like 8.30. My wife is yawning, and my buddy Joe's wife is yawning. And I was like, Joe, <laughs> you want you want to hang out, man? You son of a bitch. <laughs> like, you want to hang out? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I got an idea. Dude, I'm so hungry. I was like, hey. Me too, actually. Yeah, starving, actually. He mentioned that Philly cheesesteak, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, he's one pasta. I was like, hey, Joe, why don't, why don't yeah. your wife drive my wife home because they both want to leave sure and we'll just hang out okay yeah that was a bad idea i i don't i'm not quite sure where in your thought process you thought that was going to end well well it was going to be great but my friend courtney who's the co-manager of getting these events together kept ordering pb and j shots which are screwball wait did you get real pbj and shots this time because yes. Anybody who's listened to the show for a while knows the first time you did this did not go well. well I did get a true PB&J shot. Okay. And she kept ordering them. Did you introduce her to these and all of a sudden she couldn't stop? She was, she was, was one with of those. me when I did okay. that. Okay. When I had that issue happen, Okay. she was with me. And she was like, that was really nice of you to drink the PBR and drink the Jameson shot instead of being like, bitch, I ordered this. <laughs> Still confused how anybody gets PB and J shot and they bring a PBR and a JMO. I mean, yeah, I, I can see where it went. I can, I can see how she got there. 
But uh, I was like, it's on your menu, woman. <laughs> like I That's what I'm saying. Like, So she kept ordering those. Next thing, I mean, Joe and I are just like, I guess we're hanging out for a while. Like, we're feeling good. Toasty? So, yeah. Girl yeah. in front of us at the Broncos game, Toasty? Uh, maybe not that Toasty. That's going to be, just so we're clear, and I know nobody was there except for three of us, but... Four. Well, I'm saying... Andy was there. Yeah. Andy's part of the family. I know, but you, me, and Zach, I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron wasn't able to join us, SP. Um, but that is now my new... I've had a lot of like levels to describe where I'm at or where friends of mine are at over the years. She's feeling good. She is my new level of toasty. So like, we weren't quite... She is the epitome. We weren't quite that level. Okay. But yeah. I literally, the next... like in. I'm learning as I get older. Imagine that. Uh, when I drink heavily, I don't sleep well. I am not that guy that's just like passed out for like seven hours. No problem. Sure. I am up. I, I get hot. I get like... I'm. Can, can I give you a little biology lesson? Yeah. Okay. It's because when you drink alcohol, it turns into carbs. Yeah. What does your body do with carbs? It's fuel. Well, you don't sleep. So I was going to give you two two things as well. Um, you either didn't drink enough, <laughs> or listen. That's what happens when you don't give a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, SP. Thank hey, you. The room was not spinning. Okay, guys. You either didn't drink enough, or you didn't do the water trick. I did not do the water trick. Water trick is magic. The, our time. waitress was not like pitcher, baby. You don't ask for glasses at our age, Pinky. Yeah. That's what I've learned. You don't ask for a glass of water because they aren't concerned about that glass of water because it's not getting tipped on. But if you ask for a pitcher, it keeps you hydrated enough during the course of the night, and they'll refill that often enough to where you don't feel like shit the next day. I absolutely felt like shit the next day. So he drank enough, but not enough. I was not blackout. I didn't time travel. <laughs> But I absolutely did not feel good Sunday morning. <laughs> Time traveling sometimes is the best. Oh, I'm home? Sweet. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. You're right. Don't care. I'm awake. Wait. Yeah. I'm home. Who wants breakfast? Wait, listen, as long as you're not driving and you're going through that situation. All right. Yeah, no Uber's driving. good, man. Uber's yeah. good. Yeah. Uber's good. Yeah. Especially from... It cost me nothing from... Well, like a 10 buck, company. 10 buck trip? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. That is one thing I do enjoy about actually living in the city now. Because living in Monument, people are like, I'm not even going to pick that fare up. Or they'd be like, oh, I'm going to need $75. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. I mean, Tell I like had cheaper rides from downtown Denver to Castle Rock than people were willing to Uber from Colorado Springs to Monument. <laughs> <laughs> Figure that shit out. <laughs> That's absolutely true as well. <laughs> Act like I was asking him to drive me eight hours. Like, So I did have one last thing of nonsense. Oh, we're not done with nonsense, but you go ahead. Before we get into the world of sports, I was I actually uh, booked my first cruise Ooh. this weekend. Ballsy. So the wife and I are coming up on our 15th wedding anniversary. Mm, nice. And we had really talked about doing a wedding anniversary for our, our 10th. We would do a cruise. Just didn't happen. Sure. So I was like, okay, 15th, let's do it. Let's make it happen. 
So we booked it, and we booked it. We we're like, man, we got a really good price. This is good. I feel good about this. It's mm-hmm. seven days. It's uh, doing the Caribbean. Okay, and, I was going to ask. Yep. Yeah, okay. And uh, I was like, okay, great. It's not the one that was getting repossessed by the country, was it? No, no, no. <laughs> Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Um, it's, that uh, island is no longer ours. It's doing uh, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and then uh, Jamaica, hmm. and then heading back. Kingston? Uh, no, Fall, Fallmouth, Fallmouth, Jamaica. I only know Kingston, so that's why I threw it out there. <laughs> so, I don't, uh, yeah, it's where it was going. I, I, I was doing some research. I was trying to find ones. There weren't many that were going on like Sunday the 29th. Can you grow your hair out between now and then and come back with dreads? No. Please? No. It'd be pretty I awesome. can't get my hair that long. I think you could. I don't in three in two months two and a half. I mean, it's worth a try. I mean, nah. Imagine and it's gonna be hot, bro. Imagine Pinky with some beads. Nah, man. <laughs> so I maybe I, at Mardi Gras. Your beard. You could get your beard long enough, couldn't you? Do do a couple little little dreads in your beard. Really, really be part of the culture. You're really gonna let that Mardi Gras comment fall flat. Yes. Okay. Whatever. It is Fat Tuesday. Uh, it is Fat Tuesday. I had some beads this weekend, actually, at the Good Company. What did you do to get those beads? <laughs> we don't talk about those things. I thought you said beats. I was like, who wants beats? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Makes more sense now. They were handing out beads at the bar. Beads, gotcha. Okay. So I was like, oh, feeling pretty good. I'm like, that's a great price. And then I was like, oh, we got to buy the drink package, right? Yeah. 60 bucks per person. That's nothing. For seven days. Wait, per day? Yeah. 60 bucks per day per person? Yeah. Oh, that's probably just as much as the cruise, huh? <laughs> oh, so that's where they get you in the nuts, huh? So that, that's uh, 800 You have to do that, though. Like, there's... So my, my buddy, he's uh, he's been on a lot of cruises. He sent me a calculator. I kind of did a calculation. And it's like... Because even soda and water is like three bucks a piece on the cruise beers are like eight bucks a piece and then your cocktails are like 13 or 15 a piece right okay yeah you're not drinking tap on a cruise right? ship <laughs> so i put everything With those prices i'm drinking seawater all right he, he put everything in the cal i put everything in the calculator and that, i was like that tap water they're giving you is the same thing you just flush down the toilet <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll be boiling it in my room for those prices <laughs> i'm okay. like it's about according to the calculator we would spend maybe about 200 bucks a day now, I'm also going off of the days that we're on the ship the whole day. Right. The first day, the second day, the sixth day, and the seventh day, we're on the ship. The three days we port, we're not on the ship till like 4 or 6 p.m. So on those days, I'm like, is it really worth it? But I have a horror story from our buddy Duran. Everybody knows Duran. This should be interesting. When uh, he recently went on a cruise, I think last year it was. It could be longer. But he said uh, he decided he was not going to buy the drink package. And uh, when he showed up to the uh, pay his bill, it was like three grand. <laughs> oh, no wonder he puts those bets out there. <laughs> now, I'm willing to bet there was some excursions. And I'm willing to bet there were some other things in there. But mm-hmm. the, the drinks definitely added. So I was like, okay, we'll do the drinks. You get your food included, but...
But if you want to be able to do all the really nice, expensive food, you got to spend an extra 160 a person. And I was like, well, yeah, I want to do that. Like, if I want to go get a steak, I want to go get a steak. Like, I don't want to be, I want to be told no. Yeah, you don't want to be sitting next to the guy eating the filet mignon and you're doing sloppy joes. Right. <laughs> what happened in the good old days where you could win a poker game and then bang the richest dude's wife? I feel like the Wild West ended in 1890. No, nobody. Like Titanic. I didn't get that one. Titanic, dude. Come on, man. Who won the poker game? Oh, Pinky. Bro. Gosh. Really? That's how we got on the ship, bro. Yeah. That's how we got on the Titanic. Oh, man. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. All right. Well, I mean, it's I'd... kind of the basis of the. Listen, I... I just remember Kate Winslet posing for a portrait, okay? Uh, see, and all I could think about was a handprint. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, well, this went well. Um... <laughs> Fly over. So, <laughs> but it's the fifteenth. You know, you gotta, you know, gotta go all out. I guess. I mean, here's here's the way I feel about it. If you're going to go on a cruise, why would you half-ass it? Right. Like, get what you need to be able to enjoy the full experience and just live it up a little bit. Because I even you... paid the two hundred bucks extra to not pay gratuity the whole trip. That's nice. Now, here's the kicker, though. And this is where I heard cruises get you. And I don't know because I've never been on one. And I don't know if I could handle being out at sea and not seeing land. I don't know how I would handle that, to be perfectly honest with you. But I heard where they really kick you in the nuts is when you try to get off the boat and do the excursions and stuff. So they're 60 to 100 a person, depending on what you're doing. I would probably end up getting lost in the city, drunk with some locals, and miss getting back on the boat. Most of them are pretty guided though, like because you can buy it from the go the boat or my buddy Scott, who's a who's a really into cruises. Uh, if you go on USAA.com and you're a USAA member, you can actually like I've just put in I'm going on this ship. They said what day? I said this day, and they had all the excursions that are available. Nice, and they're they're a little bit cheaper on the website. Okay, nice. So I've got a, a good family friend. They they went on cruises all the time, and his. His daddy's he was like a second dad to me growing up. Um, he grew up in Gary, Indiana area. Like impoverished America, yeah. like hardcore ghetto kind of like people don't know that exists in America kind of thing. He said like he would get off in the local towns and people were like, you can't go there. And he's like, I'm fine. And he'd go and have a great time with the locals and come back and no issues. And everybody else is like, you're going to die. He's like, no, I don't think you understand. I'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like... I don't know if I could do that. I like to think I can get along with oh. anybody, but uh, you put me in certain situations, I'm not sure how I would react. I've never been on a boat, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm not a big water person, so that's why I'm very skeptical of ever doing a cruise. Like I said, I don't know if I could be on the ocean knowing I have to stay on this boat and I can't get to land. I know I'm getting seven days without my kids, so I feel pretty good about it. Mm, that's fair. Like you'd take the life raft, like <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Pinky's jumping off the four stories and just floating himself. Yeah. He doesn't care. I know. I, I I had mentioned it to my mom probably a couple months ago. She probably forgot. You know, she's getting a little up there. And uh, I was telling her, "Yeah, we we booked our cruise." And she's like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, for our fifteenth wedding anniversary, I, I, we were going to do a cruise." Are the kids out of school then? Yes, mom. They're out of school. It's actually the like the week after they get out of school. We're going to be good. I would be looking at my wife and as we're getting on, I'd be like, look, do you see that door right there? 
That's yours. See the one next to it? That's the one I'm going to grab. I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> I don't like the ocean. Ocean terrifies me. So Why? 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 Well, okay. So the water itself can kill you, and then pretty much anything under the water can kill you. Okay, I'm just checking. Like Some people just have fears of like... Me, I'm not a fan of being confined to a space with no options. The The water itself, like I can swim. I'm not worried about that. I know that kind of is not really the point, but like that's how I, that's how I talk myself into I'm fine kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I can swim. It's water. I'm fine. Not really worried about anything swimming in the water. Like the likelihood of that happening is like getting struck by lightning. So those odds don't really worry me. It's the confined space and not being able to get off if I want to that that gets me. So that's why I was curious, like, what about the ocean you don't? Yeah, no. I just hate everything in the ocean. Okay. It's reasonable. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an irrational fear by any means. No. That and I don't like the idea of possibly drowning. Yeah. Worst way to go, burning alive or drowning? Burning. Um... Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Both <laughs> apparently is asphyxiation. Yeah. Both is lack of oxygen that you're going to die from eventually is, yeah. is the way I've been told. Well, okay. Here's, here's also the difference, right? I'll tell you the difference. This is going to get so, dark. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're so, going. So when, you're, when you actually drown, asphyxiation is completely different. Matter of fact, people have said that it's almost euphoric. Okay. I've never heard anybody say, yeah, when I lit on fire, it was euphoric. <laughs> All right. So see, for I'm me, gonna, I'm going to go with that period. For me, I think drowning would be worse personally because it's trying to take that last breath and knowing you're unable to. Whereas burning, I feel like even if you can't, I feel I, like I have, I, a, I have a chance because it's that stop, drop, and I, roll. I feel <laughs> like you feel the burning. Yeah. For a I, lot longer. The thing is, I don't want the chance. Like once it goes, like if you go thirty percent, go all the way. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen, I, I'm not looking forward to like nine months of skin grafts. You know what I mean? Yeah, the after effect would be miserable. Yeah. We're not talking about surviving. Yeah, it. we're talking wanna, about just going. But you want to know what the after effect is of drowning? Somebody maybe gives you mouth to mouth and you recover. If not, you're done. You know what I mean? There's no oh man, this is gonna take a year to recover after give me that sandlot you will never look the same you'll never look the same after burning no absolutely not no no thanks that's one way to think about it there you go see (laughs) i still think drowning would be worse personally but i I don't it's the thought of seeing the air that you cannot get to that would just the 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 mind mess up on that you think that's worse than smelling yourself being baked yeah so that's where like i'm like i'm like oh should we go do you know, swim with the dolphins. Should we go do the stingrays? Wife's like, no, let's not do any of that. <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> like, let's what? Be little, let's be a little adventurous, honey. And uh, she's like, yeah, no. I think so. I think we're gonna do jet uh, skis. Anything? No, we're gonna do the ruins, the Mayan ruins. Well, that'd be cool. We're gonna do a day at the beach in Grand Cayman. And then Jamaica, it's still up in the air. You're going to be on a boat for a week and you want to go sit on the beach? (laughs) Tiki's not trying to separate and go do their own things on his (laughs) wedding anniversary trip. (laughs) So he can admire the ocean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) have another drink? Hey, look at that boat. That's ours. Let's see how this drink goes on solid land. (laughs) Hey, you do you, man. I'm just 
That's that's not me. I would say I would say nudge her a little bit more because there's so there's, there's one, once in a lifetime experience. There you can is, get to a lot of beaches. There is one that's like um, it's in it's the one in Jamaica, and it's like the it's like the uh, waterfalls with tubing. Oh hell yeah! Well. And I'm like fat guy tubing. What's gonna be better than that, right? So yeah, you'll get a little extra momentum and yeah. you'll relax at the same time. Exactly. Done. So, Jamaica's the wild card. We like there's a couple different things we could do in Jamaica that Dude, I just want to eat. Go find a rasta. Get the good good. Going to definitely try to get some rum. Uh, that's not the good good I was talking about, but yeah, you could do that too. I'm going to try to get some, you know, some good rum while on there. Bring it back with me. Um, but yeah. So going to going to make that happen. I'm all about dollar signs, so as I see those charges keep racking up, I'm just like, uh. Quick question. Anybody want anything from Sonic? Oh, is your <laughs> no. wife there already? She's going to. Uh, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> um, starving. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh... <laughs> well, speaking of starving... You ready for this segue? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't wait. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> you, Did you hear the, about you that the, case of child up? abuse in Illinois? You got like, the app up? Uh, no. There's a lot of Ukrainian people who are burger. who are looking for some food as well that are are not doing so hot. And the uh, international sports community has finally decided it's time to ban Russia from everything. Oh, finally? How do we get finally? There? Yeah. How, how do we get there from food? Starving. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Good segue. Ukrainians on the move. Good segue. Good segue. Oh, I figured that was going to be real hey. smooth. <laughs> so, Nailed it. Uh, thankfully, my buddy Alex's wife was able to get out of Kiev. Really? I was actually going to ask you about was that. Was able to get out how? of Kiev. Um, he didn't provide the details on okay. how. Fair. But he said she got out. She went to like her grandma's place. It was like three hours away. Oh, so she's still in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. He's working on like he's got his lawyer working up papers to try to get like a quick visa to get him out. Like, damn, yeah, it's, it's nasty. He, How is he there posted, any red tape whatsoever to be like, hey, any way I can petition to get out of a war zone? Uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna take a little bit. <laughs> his, his, By the way, do you want anything from? No, I'm good. Thank okay. His gotcha. pictures from Sonic or not Sonic, <laughs> from the Ukraine were just nasty. I'm. I think it's it's funny that you can break every rule that the sport has and they'll still find a way to allow you to participate. But your country so, goes into war and they're like, actually, you know what? We're not even going to allow the athletes to participate anymore. Well, I'm glad they draw the line somewhere. <laughs> and guess what? The IOC wasn't even the first one to do it. Like they already had a standard that they could have just jumped on and said, hey, you guys are officially done. They were like the third or fourth. That's what UFA, the European Soccer Organization, kicked Russia out. FIFA kicked Russia out. The IOC has now banned them. Uh, the International Hockey Federation has banned Russia. Uh, and there was a few more. But, um, yeah, they've all decided that it was time. And what blows my mind the most about all of it is not the fact that it took everybody so long to jump on this bandwagon. It's the fact that there's people out there who say it's not the athlete's fault. They should still be allowed to participate. Um, well, 
I don't know. I think actually that might have a little bit of an argument. Really? <laughs> yeah. So this is where I say that's dumb. If those people aren't going to stand okay. against the wrong. Right, well, okay. So here, here. When does the wrong ever change? Here, here's the thing. If any of our athletes, if, if people came together and said, you guys dropped one too many bombs in the Middle East, you can't participate. Like, what would your stance be on that? Um, basically where I'm at now with Russia, like you voted them in, like deal with your situation now. I'm just saying like, you know what we did. I get the unfairness. I'm not ever going to say it's unfair, but at the same time, if you're always going to forgive the wrong so somebody can have what they want. It's not about forgiveness. It's not holding people accountable that aren't necessarily accountable. I, I think that's more of the, the perspective that people are coming from. I mean, I get that. So um, I get of, that, but we're not talking about a professional sport like the NBA or the NFL or something. We're talking about you competing for your national team. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, what, what do you expect the athletes to do all of a sudden turn their back on their country? I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm looking I mean, for them to do. If you turn your back on your country, you they could kill you <laughs> yeah, in I was those gonna, countries. I was going to say. I get uh, it. But, I mean, look, this is kind of a, a reach of an example. But if Americans hadn't have done that to England, there wouldn't be an America. And there's plenty of stories like that throughout time. Ukraine basically did the same thing to Russia to become their own country. I don't think a lot of bobsledders are trying to be separatists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I'm throwing that out there. I don't know for sure. We might need to fact check that, but I don't think. All, that, all I, don't, I know is. I don't think that's the case. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you don't like it, you can move. I'm you can put in a visa. You can go on. somewhere else. Yeah. I'm still in shock that this is going on, to be honest. Um, in yeah. today's age, another country invading another. You know what I feel like? Honestly, honestly, in a real serious topic. I feel like this is actually moving the world closer to how do I want to say this to less lines. And what I mean by lines is like countries and ethnicities and things of that nature that separate us. This is moving us closer to a global world rather than a country by country world. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see what you're saying um, pertaining to that. I mean, because trust me, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there in regards to what's going on right now between Russia and Ukraine. Oh, there's a lot. Yes. So obviously we don't know what's fact when it comes to any of it. But I do know that there's a lot of interesting talk, especially when you got like certain people from Ukraine throwing up their hands saying, hey, we're fighting for the new world order. And you're like, that's a little weird. Why would you say that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't feel like any of that dialogue was necessary for this situation. Um, Honestly, I think one of the funniest, most ironic, most ridiculous, nonsensical things I've ever heard is Putin saying that they're a bunch of Nazis and the president is the leader. I'm like, the dude's Jewish. Like, I just, I'm not sure how you were going to go with that as your propaganda. Um, I, I don't know. I, 
Listen, I, I don't, and then you can't even trust the media, anyways. Like half the stuff that they're propagating right now. So, what do you mean? CNN's over there reporting live. I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I'm sure he's taking gunfire in his helicopter. So, but, but sports related. Yeah, Rush is getting banned from everything. I agree with it because. Plain and simple, at some point, a stand has to be made that says this isn't going to be acceptable in, in the global... I mean, technically, those athletes should be fighting in the war, so, I mean... Hey, I mean, you want to be serious? Alex Ovechkin, back in 2014, said that Ukraine was a bunch of fascists and he supported everything Putin does. And within the last two weeks, one of the most famous hockey players in the world, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, is trying to backtrack those statements while still supporting his leader. Which is a crazy dichotomy to me that he has to feel like he's in that situation. I kind of you kind of described Hollywood, right? <laughs> All these people are like, I'm gonna hop on the bandwagon just to avoid the cancel culture. Just don't go sniffing around too much in my past. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It just it makes you wonder how many Russians either and like you said, we don't know the whole story. We may not know what the real truth is, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Russia shouldn't be evading Ukraine. Yeah. I think we can all pretty much agree on that. Well, like, sure, keep your own damn borders and leave everybody else alone. And I think it's wild that you have people who either believe what's coming out of their home country or feel the need to try and go along with it because of the repercussions that could happen to their family that's still in the home country. <laughs> I guess the way I look at it, what seems so strange to me is that anything happening in the Olympics is any sort of a headline pertaining to that situation. Here's here's what I mean by that, right? To me, and sorry, this is going to be a bad example, and I apologize because I'm just a generally morbid person, but um, it's almost like saying, hey, you shot my mom. You can't come to my birthday party anymore. Y you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like... Totally understand what you're saying. And right. I get where you're coming from. I think I look at it more on the, the global economic scale of what that costs the country when you can't participate in the World Cup, when well, you can't participate in the that, Olympics. That's, that's my point. Do you think they put any of that into consideration? Like, hey, maybe we shouldn't go to war. Do you see what the, the bottom line is? We might No, I agree red, with you there. You know I, mean? I don't think that has an effect on the decision-making at the top level. Yes. What I... <clears throat> What I do think it does, though, is it, it sets, not even sets, it establishes the already set precedent of what these, these sporting events say they stand for. So for the Olympics, for example, if you say you believe in inclusivity and everybody being treated equal then when somebody does something that goes against that, they should be exiled from said event. Now, where the IOC has no ground to stand on is they held the Olympics in China, which by all accounts is the worst human rights issues in the world. Yeah. So it's it's a hip, hypocritical double standard that they're constantly standing on. That is That is my point about all of it. Agree with you on all of that. Okay. But... What I do think is necessary if we're ever going to grow into one world, if you will, and just one people rather than countries dividing us, at some point, those things that you say you stand for have to be 
held to the standard where if something goes against that, it can no longer participate in it. So that's where I see sports. And this is what I've always said about sports. It's the great equalizer. You can, you can be from two countries that hate each other. And then all of a sudden you're playing the same sport with each other and realize you have more in common than you do not in common. Right. All of a sudden you realize I have no reason to hate this person. We're the same. Sports is amazing at doing that. So I feel like if you're going to say, this is what we believe in, this is what we stand for. At some point you're going to have to say, if you do this, you can no longer participate. What's even more crazy is the fact that the IOC is hypocritical in this. FIFA is holding their World Cup this summer in Qatar. The Middle East, which basically has no women rights, no LGBT community rights. But FIFA completely overlooked that because they're making a bunch of money off of it. And they've basically been doing what Russia and Ukraine are doing right now for the last 60 years. Yeah. So... Yeah. There's that as well. Yeah. So it, yes, it's a double standard. Yes, it's hypocritical. But at the same time, I try to look to the, what I'll call the bigger picture, if you will, of treating everyone equal with decency. And if you're not going to do that, you're not going to participate in this event. Listen, if people cared, they wouldn't buy their oil. Agreed. I'm not going to disagree with you on any of that. I fully agree with you on all of those topics. (laughs) All right. I'm trying to, even though I think it's not possible... I'm trying to separate the politics with the sport. And again, if this is what you stand for and somebody goes against that, don't let them come to the playground and play. Right. And to wrap it up, athletes are built way different than politicians. So absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There's a different level of understanding. More, for sure. pe- more people should be like one of athletes. the greatest quotes I actually heard this week. And I can't remember who it's from and I wish I could, but it was wars are fought by young men who love each other or wait wars are started by old men who hate each other and fought by young men who don't know any better or something along those lines. I get the gist. And I had never thought about it like that for many different reasons, but that quote hit home to me really hard and it was mind blowing. And then you see all these young soldiers sitting over there going, I didn't even know why we were here. Yeah. It's like, well, shit, that's a problem. But then like pinky said, you go against the country and you're never heard from again. So it takes a rare person to be able to stand against that and take whatever consequence may come from it. Yeah. Not a good situation period. So it's not good for anybody. I've got no good way to transition out of this one. So well, then again, uh, I mean, the transition into it wasn't, the best it, it was period, terrible. So. <laughs> a lot of innocent dead but lives. Self-deprecated and yeah. told you it was going to be terrible. Hey, where you just pop up act two and then move right into it. You know, a lot, lot of, a lot of dead uh, a lot of in, in just innocent lives taken, and we just transitioned that right into baseball. Yeah, trying to kill themselves. Well, right. that's quite the segue. Sure, yeah. we'll run with that. Brilliant, Pinky. We're on fire tonight, you and me. Um, Speaking of bad leaders, yeah. uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, I did like the baseball commissioner trying to like sugarcoat everything today. It was awesome. One of the dumbest quotes I've heard, and I can't even tell you how long, was the fact that he tried to come out and say owning a baseball team was a financial, uh, what was the word he used? Oh, I'm going to draw a blank on it. He basically said it's a terrible endeavor. And then the financials came out for baseball teams, and the Atlanta Braves came out and were like, oh, we made a shit ton of money last year. He probably looked up the Rockies. (laughs) Rockies are making money. Yeah. 
That's what it just. Manfred has long been known as one of the worst commissioners in sports history. He is proving that day in and day out right now. I know SB has this this feeling, and I get where people come from it, but let's just separate the fact that you're talking about really rich people arguing with really rich people and look at it from a pure business perspective. If your job was treating you that bad or telling you we are going to screw you over again, you probably would strike. You wouldn't work for that organization. You would do something to change the situation. By all accounts, yes, the players want more money. They want to get paid differently, but they're also fighting for so much more than that. There's there's rules in baseball, for instance, where if baseball doesn't bring you up onto the major league team within the first, I believe it's 30 days of the season or something like that, they get to hold your rights for an extra year. That's ridiculous. They're trying to cut minor league teams and the affiliates and things of that nature so they don't have to pay extra health insurance and things of that nature to all these players. That's ridiculous. So there's a lot of things that players are trying to stand up and maintain and and get better for certain situations. And the owners are basically saying, no, we want more money. And if we don't get what we want, we're just going to cancel the season. This is not the players saying we went on strike. I think that's what people need to keep in mind. The players didn't say, we don't like what's happening. We're going on strike. The owners said, we're not going to give you what you want until we get exactly what we want. So we're going to lock you out. To me, I think that is a huge difference in the two situations. It's not good for anybody involved. They're already struggling to continue to bring in, can keep the fans they have. As well as bring in new fans. Oh, they're fine with keeping the fans they have. The problem is those fans, a majority, I believe the last statistic was the majority of baseball fans right now are 50 plus. So keeping them is not a problem. It's garnering new ones. It's the issue. And, you know, if your fan base majority is 50 plus, that doesn't say that your sport's going to be around for much longer. It's too long of a game. They refuse to innovate. They refuse to make any changes because it's tradition. I mean, look, we all know how I feel about baseball. Anybody that's listened to us for any period of time knows that I love the sport. I'm a sports guy. I love baseball. Zach says I don't, but that's because Zach's a traditionalist. Zach, Dan even. Dan was on the fence a little bit. He he was willing to think about it, but... Even he didn't quite like going all the way, but Pinky, you're with me. Baseball should be all computerized. There should be no umps on the field anymore. The only ump should be home plate to say what the computer told him. There is no reason for anything else. Let's get it right. Why are, why are we trying to say human error is part of the game? Who Ball, the f- wants human yeah, error? Balls and strikes should not be objective. No, they absolutely should not. When you... When you flat out in your rule book say this is the strike zone and then you allow somebody to manipulate that game in and game out, and, that's a problem And I to understand me. previously we did not have the technology to have something that would tell us if it's a ball or a strike. Safer and out. It's not objective. But we do now. You're either safe or you're out. So Subjective. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> went with what Pinky said. Now I'm an idiot. Uh, I 
Yeah. Wait, you just called me an idiot. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, that's not how Man. I would have delivered that. I didn't know if you were going to catch that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Um, no, you're right. It, I've been it, called worse. It's fine. They, these are not subjective calls. They are objective calls. It is specifically written in the rules, and there is no gray area. This isn't like we've talked about before with basketball and football, where a foul can be subjective, a holding can be subjective, a pass interference can be subjective because of the way it's written in the rule book. Baseball doesn't have any rules like that. I cannot think of one rule in baseball that is a subjective rule. And when I bring that up to baseball traditionalists, they say, that's not the point. It's part of the game. Then why have every other sport in America evolved past that, that except for baseball? That doesn't sound like a professional game to me. I mean... It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I think the game is a beautiful game. When played, and you don't have... The other thing that baseball traditionalists and I get into is the whole unwritten rules of baseball shit. I just clocked a homer off of you and I showboated a little bit. So now you can throw a 95 mile an hour fastball at my head to teach me a lesson. Like, cool. You know what I'm going to do then? I'm going to run at you full speed with a bat in my hand and we'll see how subjective you think those rules still are. Like, shut up. Sounds fair. Yeah. I don't. And then the baseball say, well, that that's not that's you're using a weapon. The hell is a ball thrown at your head at 95 miles an hour? Like, come on. Well, I mean, you have a helmet. But. Yeah, let the pitcher get his helmet on. Yeah, say say that to the dude who spent the you know last week in a hospital and may never recover because the ball fractured his skull. Yeah. Well, the pitcher is going to be like, cash me outside. How about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I think baseball has been digging their own grave for the last couple of decades. I think the fact that they allowed themselves to come back from the last strike by propagating steroids and then banning everybody who took steroids from the Hall of Fame was the first 20 nails in the coffin, if you want to say. Well, that's what happens when you grandstand, right? Like, look, we care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure, we made tons of money off of all of that, but, you know, whatever. It's like the same thing with what what's his name? The who was the bicyclist that was doping? What was his name? Lance Armstrong. Yeah, Armstrong. Same thing. Nobody returned any of that money, right? He raised what five hundred million dollars for charity over the course of his career. Oh, he didn't have to give any of his money back either. Right. That's my point. It's like, listen, you care because you got caught. That's the other thing. Is is move on. Perfect example. You're telling me Lance Armstrong was the only one. Doping and riding in the Tour de France. No, he was just our guy that was doped up was better than everyone else. He was just better at it than yeah. everyone else. Sorry. No, that's pretty much just... When you only have one ball, you're more aerodynamic. That's how it works. Yeah, it had nothing to do with his doping. It was just no. less weight. Yeah. Less weight. What if you got the dope put in where the nut came out of? <laughs> Nobody's checking there. What would have been smarter is if he got a fake nut. That's my point. And then he just straddles the seat, dude, and he's doping up the entire time. Yep. That would have been a way to go. Makes sense. Well, Slow release. Well played. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's the same with baseball. You're going to keep, arguably, by some standards, the greatest baseball player of all time out of the Hall of Fame because you think he did steroids. Still never been convicted of. Still never been proven officially. But Barry's Bonds head supposedly got bigger, and he got bigger, and so he did I steroids, mean, and he's out. I mean, you you can tell. 
When Barry was on the Pirates, uh, maybe looked like a, a normal guy. Maybe he had a tumor. You ever think about that? Hmm? Some guys just like to All lift weights. All over his people. body. All over his body. Some guys just like to lift weights. You look at my dad and me. My dad was the exact same body type. Doesn't look like it anymore because he cared about working out. I don't. Just saying. There are other things that well, could technically explain uh, no, the no, difference. No, 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 no. There is, but he wasn't just like a like more bulked up version of himself. He was like a completely different person. He was like three times his original size. Like you can tell the guy did steroids. I mean, I don't care. For me, I'm just like, I don't care if anybody does steroids because I'm like, hey, they get bigger, they get stronger, they get faster, All they right. provide more entertainment for me. I don't care. I don't. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me any. Cheating, whatever. I, you, you didn't take them. That's your fault. They don't bother me. I, I don't know. But when it comes to baseball, I don't care. <laughs> Look, the way I see it is it's not cheating because you're not going against the rules of the game. At the time. What? Period. There's nothing in the rules of the game of baseball that says Can't have if you take enhancers. steroids, there's you're not out or you are out or that was a strike. That's not it. Nothing in the rules says steroids are against the rules. It was somebody's arbitrary decision that said, you're making yourself better than you would have naturally. And my argument to that has always been, but it is natural. It's just not without supplement. And there's plenty of supplements people take to bulk up, to... Supplement, All sorts of other things. Supplements inherently are not natural, okay? Right. Yeah. Because That's you're not, my point. You're not supposed to be able to grab a pill and say, look, 800 times my daily value. Look at exactly. that. Right? Yeah. Because, no, if you needed to get that 100 so years ago. I don't care if it's vitamin C or HGH. Technology came a certain way that allows us to advance past what we are naturally. Listen, I want the first bionic pitcher because then things will start getting interesting. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I want to see a 230 mile an hour fastball. Right down the middle of <laughs> try to shit. hit. Yeah. I want to see the first catcher die. All right. Whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. <laughs> Just saying. Look, he threw, the, he threw his disclaimer out there about being morbid earlier. Very so morbid. deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've been saying for a long time, if baseball does not evolve, they are dying. And they've continuously to say there's no need to evolve. He threw the dying thing out. Why didn't you call him out? I didn't no. say it morbidly. You literally just said like, yeah, this pitcher's going to die. With a or a catcher going to die. Catcher, yeah. It's one person. He's talking about the whole league. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Nobody gets paid. Right. I'm talking about Leo. He's talking about the whole Titanic. All right. I'm, I am wrapping it back up to that. Uh, anyways, I'm a big fan of bringing it all down yeah. at the same time. So I don't listen. The way I look at, it, they're making their choices, and they're all making very conscious decisions about everything. So what blows my mind is, is what it is. is man. These owners that are doing this right now obviously don't know the rule about history, right? Uh, because for some reason they think they're immune to the past repeating itself. If you re- don't pay attention and grow from it. What's worse this time around though, to me is the fact that they think they're so well entrenched into the American sports society now that they can do no wrong. That's what blows my mind. 
Like they think they're not in a bad spot. They're ignoring the fact that majority of their fans are 50 and over. They're ignoring the fact that kids aren't growing up to play baseball anymore. Like, how do you do that? Can I be a bit of a devil's advocate Please. on that side? Okay. From my perspective, if I'm them, I'm looking for an out where I could pocket as much as I can because I know I'm dying. Oh, you want to hear something really crazy to that then? So just recently I learned that a lot of these major league baseball owners, and I don't know if this goes for all sports. I assume it does after I learned this, but I, I don't know for sure. But I did find out recently that a lot of baseball owners use their team as an asset to go and get loans and other things to supplement other businesses. Yeah, that makes sure. sense. If their team fails, they are screwed with those other ventures. That depends. I'm generalities, right? Yeah, generalities. But I'm when you're talking about depends. a billion dollar asset, right. the likelihood is if that goes away, you're ruined other places. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it. Now, granted, that's very high level general without knowing a lot of details. But if you think common sense, if you have a billion dollar asset that you leverage for something else and that billion dollar asset is no longer there, what happens to you? And the fact that that isn't thought about right now. And they're like, we're bigger than all this and we can lock the players out for as long as we want. People are coming back. Okay. That is a Bold thought process. Well, okay. I, I could give you an example. Did you guys end up watching that uh, WeWork documentary by chance? I'm not. What yet. I told you guys about? Not, okay. Not yet. Well, this this is basically what I look at it as. So, uh, that CEO from WeWork is the owners of these baseball teams, and these baseball teams are the equivalent of WeWork, right? The company. In other words, they utilize and capitalize to build all their own personal assets and to gain wealth only to let something like that fail because they're not necessarily going to be negatively impacted by it. Especially when you know okay. down the road, there's going to be short sales on all these things and people are going to want to exit and you already know it's you're not going to be able to get the money down the road. Then why not capitalize on that fact now? Let so it you're die basically out saying that they have leveraged that asset to the end of the rope to the point where whether it fails or succeeds, it's no longer needed. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, listen, that's the only thing that that's makes sense. That's a crazy in, thought to think about though. That's if that's the, the true that case in that situation, in my if opinion, if that's the true case, that would be absurd because they're basically saying, who cares? Yeah. We don't need this at all. And we don't care what it means to anybody else. <clears throat> okay. You saw the housing market. Every CEO in that situation was well aware of what was going to occur but they got bailed out. I don't think anybody's going to bail out MLB teams, right? That you're not going to see that. I don't think anybody's going to sit, sit there and say, oh, no, we need to inject billions of dollars into this to keep players, you know, active. Um, I guess I don't think about it from the player's perspective as much as, I mean, yeah, I, we always know I'm more on the player's side. I, I don't care about the millionaires versus billionaires story. I see yeah. the, the right and wrong kind of thing. Where I look at it more from though is, Think about the amount of people a league like that employs and what that could do to an economy if it disappears. I don't think they care. Oh, I'm not saying they care. I'm saying from a, no, a listen, normal human being there, perspective, there what is, would that do to an economy? There is nothing good about it. But I think if you're in that position and you don't think an economy is going to go well, period, you're going to exit where you can. Sure. That's, that's the side that I hadn't quite thought about. I will tell you that. And that's an interesting perspective to think about when you think... Oh, that is, oh man, that just, that is crazy. Uh, my wheels are turning now because yeah. you're, you're basically saying that they literally have zero need for that asset anymore. They used and, it up. Yeah. And they, they could, they could, 
that would explain why a lot of owners are coming out saying that it's it's a negative asset now. That would be why they're saying this because they honestly don't care if they have it anymore. Right. Oh, man. It's like letting your house burn down so you can collect the insurance. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm not going to go do anything about it, right? Because here's the other thing, too, is how much can they claim an insolvency, you know, with something like that failing? Let's say they go and they take a billion-dollar loan, right? And they go buy all these assets and they get all these things and they have separate entities and do all these things. And then they just let it fail because they're like, oh, who would have known, right? So that brings another thought to me, which is even crazier. You could have... There's 30 baseball teams. You could have... 30? 30. There's 32. NFL and basketball are 32, if I remember correct. MLB is 30. Look that up. I do believe that's correct. Either way, let's say it is 30 just for the point of my argument. Pinky will tell me if I'm wrong here in a second. You could have 28 owners who actually love the game and want to keep their teams. But if you had two saying that, it could bring the whole house of cards down and ruin it for everybody else. Caleb is correct. There are 30 Major League Baseball teams. So that just makes me think about so many more threads to this that could be pulled and ruin everything. Oh, man, that just blew my mind a little bit, SP. Hey, that's what I'm here for, man. Not going to lie, those burgers smell delicious, by the way. Had your chance. (laughs) I know. There's reasons I didn't take one, okay? Just leave it at that. All right, baseball is dead. Moving on. Toe tag. What's next? Toe tag that freezer. Um, well, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on some basketball real quick here. If you don't know who John Morant is, I highly recommend you go start paying attention to this kid immediately. I found out today. Yeah? Yes. Saw a couple highlights? Yes. Crazy. Crazy talent. And... By all accounts, good dude, wants to play the game the right way, is a good teammate. This is somebody you want on your team. If this guy played in anywhere but Memphis, he would be like legit the face of the NBA right now. I don't disagree with you, but I will say this. The NBA is the absolute best at making their stars stars, regardless of where they are. Look at Giannis and Nakupo up in Milwaukee. Arguably the face of the NBA or one of the faces, and he's in the Milwaukee. The NBA doesn't necessarily care where you're at if you can produce and make he, your he team good. He has won a championship, though, too. So I get that, but he's been up and coming for a while. John Moran is kind of in the same boat. That's what they, where the NFL fails to capitalize on their stars because they want it all about the shield. The NBA has been the exact opposite for decades. They use the stars to make the shield. So they they are doing everything they can right now to prop John Moran up. He's being nationally televised. He is being talked about. He is being highlighted. The NBA is very good at capitalizing on their stars. So while I, I do agree with not being in as big of a market does cause a little bit of a detriment, the NBA usually finds a way around that. Um, the other thing is, is they're winning. John Moran has turned that team into a bottom dweller to the third seed in the West right now. So 
you don't know him or you haven't really paid attention, but you've heard of him, start paying attention real quick because he's going to make some noise in the playoffs this year. Agreed. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on real quick with the NBA is uh, a lot of people like to call him LeBum, <laughs> I believe. Uh, he has ruined the Lakers. And no LeBron fan will be able to tell me anything differently. He picked that team, and he has put them in a terrible situation. Had he allowed them to keep all the young talent that they got rid of to bring in the guys he wanted, they could arguably be first in the West right now. But they're not. They're struggling to make the playoffs. And it's gotten so bad, so bad, that a game over the weekend... There is video from fans sitting courtside of LeBron, Westbrook, and Trevor Ariza going back and forth with the fans, literally conversing and telling them how they're wrong for telling them they're trash. That could not be a worse look, in my opinion, for somebody who's supposed to be a goat in people's eyes. You literally just stole my thunder. I was going to say, watch your mouth when you talk about the goat, but... Took the win out of my sail, man. Just going to give me that, huh? All right. LeBron's a great player. He's never going to be a goat in my eyes. He's top 10 all time, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, I think people do a huge disservice to some of the guys that came up before him. Uh, I've said it before. If I'm picking a team, Larry Bird's my spawn forward, not LeBron. It's not even a question in my mind. And I get heat for that from a lot of different sides. I also get a lot of people that agree with me. But... There are things to me that you have to have to be the GOAT, and LeBron misses a lot of those marks. Let's be, let's be honest, though. A lot of current basketball fans have no idea about the pass. Yeah, because they're ignorant. They don't. They like no NBA idea. or MLB owners. They don't know the pass, so they're bound to repeat stupid shit. <laughs> LeBron's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's not I just... There's no way he's the GOAT. There's just no way. His attitude alone should disqualify him from that conversation. You never saw Jordan sitting on the bench, pouting, separated from his teammates. Never saw that. LeBron has done it multiple times. SP's brought it up, and he's not even a basketball fan, how he's watched LeBron walk out of the games before it's even over. That's why I said his shoes are so valuable. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I saw a meme the other day. LeBron's teammates, we're getting blown out. We're down by 30. Go ahead and rest. Nah, I got to get that 25 to get Kareem's all-time scoring record. Like, you can say you don't care about these accolades, but when your actions straight say otherwise, it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth after that. You picked this team. You brought these guys in because these are the guys you wanted to play with, and you are trash right now. You're struggling to make the playoffs right now. The play-in playoffs. You might not even be the 10th best team in the West. That's a problem. Yeah, that's pretty bad when almost half the teams. In the, is it half the teams? So 32. Close, you right? get Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, it's a little over half of the teams get a chance to be in the playoffs yeah. with the playing games now because you get the top 10 seeds. Eight, nine, or 7, 8, 9, and 10 play in to see who's 7 and 8. Yeah. So, yeah, it's bad. And he's acting like it's no big deal. Then he starts throwing out comments like, well, no matter where my son's playing, if he went once he gets to the league, no matter where my son's playing once he gets to the league, I'm going to go play with him from the last season. 
Check this out. His son, right now, is projected at a low round two pick, which means he's not even NBA talent, basically. So, and I've always said this, I will give LeBron mad credit when it comes to the fact that that dude has built an empire for himself that will last his family generations. And I will never discredit anybody for that. He also just got his son drafted in the NBA regardless of how good he is because it will get you LeBron. The only way that works, though, is if LeBron can keep playing at this level for the next three years. Because if your talent drops off in the next couple, nobody's going to sign you just to trade away their team to make sure they get you and your son on that team because it doesn't equal winning anymore. Cleveland Cavaliers, he said, man, I'd love to go back to Cleveland and play right now. You know what Cleveland came out and said? Their GM flat out said, um, thanks, but we don't really want you here anymore because you'll force us to trade the talent we've actually acquired to become good. What kind of legacy is what, that talking what, uh, about? Where's his supposed son to be the at? Dad? Is it high school? Is he college? Sierra Canyon High School. He is a junior. So we had two more years, two, two and a half, years. two more years minimum before he could even enter the NBA if, if the NBA doesn't change their age requirement rule, which... I've said it for years is the dumbest rule that they could have possibly ever initiated. It is ruining college basketball. They need to do what baseball has done and say, you either go to college for three years minimum or you come straight out of high school and play. If I'm 18, I should be allowed to go play wherever I want to. I shouldn't be forced to go to a college and not show up to class, not care about what happens to that program with sanctions or anything else for anything I've accepted or done. Right? Like it's the NBA forced this and it is ruining college basketball. Plain and simple is the NBA's doing. That was with the old commissioner. The new commissioner has talked about looking at changing it. They should go back to if you want to come straight out of high school, do it. The only reason it was ever set up is to protect dumb owners from themselves. Because owners got mad that they were drafting kids out of high school and then they weren't any good. Sounds like something baseball should have adopted. <laughs> So, uh, other than that, the uh, we got about a month and a half left of the regular season. Um, there's some really good storylines heating up. So, you know, if you enjoy basketball but haven't really paid attention, now's a good time to start. The last thing I will say about basketball, New York is a joke. An absolute joke, and this is why. They have pro protocols for covid that says if you are an employee of a business in new york you are either vaccinated or you can't participate basically but real bare bones basic i know that's not entirely what it is but that's you know we'll we'll layman's terms it if you will kyrie irving can't play home games in new york you know who can any away player that's not vaccinated And I've yet to hear anybody from New York be able to explain it in such a way that it makes sense. I mean, that's just dumb. You know how dumb it is? The NBA commissioner came out and said it's dumb. When have you ever heard a commissioner come out and go against anything publicly like that? That's pretty bad. Well, there's definitely a line of stupidity that you can always cross. And... Uh... Yeah, they did it. Now, the new mayor has come out and said, I understand what people are saying, but I'm not going to make an exception for somebody like this because it's going to have a bad look. I agree with you at that principle. However, the rule itself is so absurd and dumb that you should just negate the stupid protocol. 
<clears throat> Do you have the power to? Yeah. Why aren't you? Well, and then the answer stops. Well, the irony of that is for them to sit there and say, listen, if I let a basketball player go out and make millions, then I have to justify why some mom and pop shop has to be open. All right. And I don't feel like having that conversation. So uh, anyways, next question. It's wild. Yeah. It blows my mind. Oh, and for us to be able to rate how good LeBron's kid is going to be, how many games has he left at halftime? Um, None yet, as far as I know. Well, then he might be as good as his dad, you know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. you saying. Uh, I, I sometimes don't like talking bad about LeBron because by all accounts, I like him as a dude. Just, I don't like the self-proclaiming himself as the GOAT and so many other things Listen, that go with just the basketball side. Everybody knows if they have to tell you they're the best, they're not the best. Yeah, that's how I've always felt too. Yeah. Yo, when I beat that greatest team of all time, and then you see Michael Jordan laughing. That's a problem. <laughs> Whatever, though. You know. I would love to be in a conversation with Michael Jordan and listen to him of what he thinks about some of this stuff. I would love to hear Do you that. you think he's going to take the time to justify any of this? No, and that's the beauty is, is Jordan has never come out and, and said he's the GOAT. He skirts around the topic really well, and then he lets other people say it for him, and then he just kind of rolls with it, which is brilliant. Uh, but he also has, you know, six and zero in the finals, took two years off, came back and did it again. Like there are so many things that he's done. And then you hear people say, well, he didn't play against the same kind of talent that LeBron did. No, you're right. He didn't create a super team to go beat everybody. Sounds like LeBron would be a pretty bad coach too. So (laughs) actually by all accounts, I think he's somebody I would love to play for because he truly is a pass first mentality kind of on the basketball court. He's not the scorer type where he's me, 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 ball, 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 like a James Harden, which makes me love his game where I, where I get in arguments with people about him. And then they think I don't like LeBron as a player is when they start talking about the goat conversation. And when I say I take Larry bird on my team over LeBron, I'm talking team. I'm talking fit. I'm talking, how am I going to beat your five? LeBron doesn't do it in the way I'm looking to play my game. So it comes off as me hating LeBron, and it's I, that's not the case at all. I actually very much enjoy the fact that I got to grow up watching him play. I can remember his very first game against Sacramento, and I was hyping him up left and right to all my friends, and they said, he's just another high school kid. I said, you're wrong. Watch this kid. He's going to be something special. So while I talk certain ways, and it might come off in a certain way, the respect I have for him and what he's done for the game, the way he plays and everything is immense. It just doesn't add up to me if thinking we he's had, the GOAT. If we had YouTube and social media and all the stuff we have now, Michael Jordan would be on a level you'd never see. Absolutely. He'd be Muhammad Ali status. Like, because if you go back and watch his highlights, he literally does things that guys today don't do. He does stuff that people say... He, LeBron's the only one that does. And if you go watch Jordan highlights, Jordan was doing it before LeBron ever did. People say Jordan wasn't a great passer. Yeah, actually he was. He just didn't have to do it as much because he had a way of scoring that nobody else could. Famous Kobe line. Hey, Kobe, there's no I in team. Damn right there isn't, but there is one in win. That's a different mentality. That's a Jordan-esque mentality. 
compared to LeBron is more of a Magic Johnson mentality. He's more of a team guy. Now, you can argue some of those points because of the way he's gone about creating teams and balls got to be in his hands in certain situations and this and that, but, you know, so be it. But if Kyrie is able to play for the playoffs at home, the Nets become really dangerous. So keep an eye on that. Wouldn't doubt it. That's what the NFL did. They said, that's ah, playoffs. Let's get a little more relaxed with these COVID Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Don't even test them. Let's we'll let, see what let's, happens. Let's avoid that argument. Why we will see what up? happens. Yeah. All right. Pinky, give us some quick hits on football to wrap things up. Are there quick hits? Uh, well, there's a couple big topics going on that we can touch on real quick. I mean, the combine's happening Thursday. Why we is that? Have, why is that significant? Pinky? Well, we didn't have a combine last year, so it is good to hey, we're getting back to normal. Kind of looked like they were trying to avoid it this year too. So, but more so than just it's nice to have it back. Why is the combine such a big deal for the NFL? Well, the combine is a big deal for the NFL because that's where all the execs and coaches are in the same building at the same time. And that's where they can talk about, hey, you're really interested in trading Russell Wilson? Is that really a thing? Like, You can go to the source and talk to the guy, right? Get all that DL insider trading, huh? That's where um, – I'm trying to remember. There was a deal I remember. There was a, one of the big deals that happened for draft pick position or whatever – happened at the combine because they talked to the team and the team was like, yeah, we're kind of interested in trading back. And they were like, oh, we're trading, interested in trading forward. And you know, that's one thing to call somebody on a phone. It's another thing to look somebody face to face and say, Hey, let's, let's have a conversation about this. Listen, that's business, man. I see no no problem with any of that. Right. That's networking. I think it's the way it should be. And that's why to me, I would be fine if they got rid of the combine as is, as far as the underwear Olympics, and just called it the national meeting day of all NFL personnel. Yeah, like the Bilderbergs. You know what I mean? The what? Bilderbergs. All the billionaires, the corporations. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no idea what you're talking about. Sweet. Look that up, too. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have yeah, to. Yeah, they have their annual meetings as well, too. Like okay. Literally, all the elites... To get together and to say, hey, how are we going to control the world this year? It makes sense. Serious, yeah. I've always assumed that happened. I just never knew there was an actual... pretty open about it. All right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's, to me, that's why I care about the Combine. Because the news that starts coming out, the reports that start coming out, the insider information that starts coming out, starting with the Combine, starting Thursday, how, how how much do you think you would put down saying... Between Thursday and Sunday, Aaron Rodgers makes his decision. Uh, he's <clears throat> He has, at least by his word, promised he'd make it before free agency. So I know that. I'm just saying. I feel like this weekend free, we're going to finally get some news. It'd be good for him to finally say, hey, I'm retiring, or hey, I'm staying with the Packers, or hey, I'm ready to go somewhere else. So that, to me, is... That's the domino. That's what we're waiting on. Damn right it is. As soon as that domino falls, we will actually get some more teams involved. Now, I think the other big story with the NFL here recently is the Tom Brady situation. And the fact that there are a lot of reports out there saying he has only retired from the Buccaneers, not the NFL. Well, today... 
Bruce uh, Arians literally said, um, yeah, I'm not trading Tom Brady unless someone gives me five ones. Salty much? <laughs> like, nobody's giving you five ones for a 44-year-old quarterback. Like, salty much, Bruce? A little, little salty there that a uh, guy doesn't want to play for you anymore? Oh, maybe he meant number ones, like from McDonald's? <laughs> Burger King? <laughs> I don't know. The Subway have a number one? I don't know. Foot long. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I found that rather amusing, the fact that Arians decided to come out and flat out say, there is no way we'll allow him look, to play for another we team. all know Caleb doesn't believe in the salary cap. But. I believe it exists. I when, believe that there's nothing holding you to it. Once teams get to, like, August or September, their salary cap's kind of handled yeah. by then. Brady comes out of retirement. And pulls a they, Brett Favre. They can't afford him. They got to release him. They got to re- no. They've they've they're gonna trade him. They're gonna release him. They're gonna get something. The for beauty him. of numbers is you can make them say whatever you want whenever you want. You can massage them. I'll I'll agree. You but, can do some massaging. But yeah, normally, how do you change somebody's salary from a salary to a signing bonus and free up a bunch of cap space? Uh, typically, you don't do that during August and September, though. Typically. Typically doesn't mean it can't happen. The, the bottom line, though, is like, listen, teams can go through a lot of trouble, but all it takes is one person making one quick decision to literally throw all that underneath the bus. True. You know, the other reason I don't believe in it, though, Pinky, is exactly what's happening in Houston right now. Hey, Deshaun Watson, we're not going to cut you. We're not going to trade you. We are going to pay your $42 million salary, though, for you to stay at home. That's just stupid ownership. It is, but yeah. that those are the things that I make mean, me feel the way I do about the no, numbers. They're in a no-win situation. Nobody wants to take on a guy with a... I mean, listen, they, they, they want to take him on for pennies on the dollar. No, no, but, no, 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 no. They had an opportunity way before all that came out. Yes, they did. For about a Matter month. of fact, Correct. they're the ones who magnified the situation because they thought it was going to work in their favor. All it did was cost them money and guarantee they didn't have a quarterback. They're idiots. I would have been like... First allegation comes in, I'd be like, listen, get a second pick. I don't care. Just get him out of here, right? Bounce it. See what what's, what's better than nothing? <clears throat> Something. Yeah. But they're stupid. So and they deserve but it. And then it goes back to baseball. Hey, and then I'm get, a billionaire. Uh, I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm going to just do it to spite you. Then they get rid of a coach who actually made something out of a complete garbage team. That makes no sense to me as well. And then hire a retread because he's going to be a yes man. Right. You can't tell me anything no, they hired, different they about They hired Lovie him because they were like, oh, shoot, we don't have any other options. Nobody wants to take this damn yeah, job. It's because they fired somebody who was already better than the person they hired. Sure they did. They could have hired Flores. I don't think Flores wanted that job. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm, I don't know. Guaranteed he would have taken that head coaching job instead of not coaching at all. He is coaching. <laughs> yeah, he's under Tomlin. He's on the Steelers. He's their linebackers coach. Head coaching, Pinky. Oh, well, you said coaching. Yeah, yeah that's not that's coaching. That's listening to somebody else tell you, you what to do. How Dude, dare you? Out there, somebody right now is like, I'm a coach. Now, if you're a coordinator, I'm a real I, I would too. say something different. You're a position coach. <laughs> yeah, they still have coach in their title. Okay. Why are you a hater, man? Yeah. Totally hey, I hate work it. at a dentist office. Oh, you're a dentist? No, I answer the phones. That's a little bit different. No, it's the same thing. No, it's it's like saying I'm a chiropractor and I'm a doctor. That's more of what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> give him CPR. I just know how to give him an adjustment. I mean, like, <laughs> we are really waiting on Aaron Rodgers' decision. As soon as Aaron Rodgers' decision comes, 
then we got more Russell Wilson. Um, nobody's really talking about it. He scrubbed the C- Seahawks from his Instagram or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, but so did Kyler Murray. And all these people are... But Russell Wilson's been there eight years. He's made a lot of money off of them. He loves their fans. Go Seattle, whatever. But he removed them from his Instagram. That's that's more of a story to me than Kyler. To Kyler's me, just an amateur never punk. a story. Never a story. That, like, that's the dumbest leverage move you could pull, in my opinion. I... I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. You want to know what speaks volumes? I want to see him buy a house in another state. <laughs> Show some commitment, man. Can you imagine if he bought a house in Denver? Then he'd be like, oh, okay. All right. That means something. I'm just saying. Instagram. To me, I mean? it's it comes down to, are you actually going to stand on your word and sit out then? And they've never done that. So oh, I don't yeah. believe anything There's you There's so much money for those guys to, to sit out. but You're fine. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. And I think Deshaun Watson's sitting another year on the pine. So now start filling people in. That's what I think is about to happen. Should be interesting. Any final thoughts, sir? You're asking me to think, Caleb. Uh, I don't know. Refer back to my earlier statement. Hold on. We'll, We'll know a little bit more once the combine's over. Jerk. <laughs> I am, but I do love you, Pinky. Without you, we wouldn't be here. That's probably true. Yeah. Definitely true. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> SP, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, actually, I was just going to um, throw out one little mention here. Anybody who might be interested Hit in a cool little event, um, Whistle Pig is going to be doing a Irish whiskey school uh, for St. Patrick's Day. So they got tickets available they can go buy. It's pretty dope, man. Um, I helped out with this last uh, event where they did like a full tastings for wine, liqueurs. And then I did a coffee event right at the end of it as well. So it's a, it's pretty neat. I think it's like 40 bucks, something like that. But if you want to be able to get out there and really learn the nuances and things like that. That's going to be for anybody in the local area where we're <clears throat> at, Colorado Springs. Or if you're looking for a fun little vacation and a good trip. Yeah, there you go. Uh, other than that, nope, nothing. Big thanks to the wife for bringing me a burger. Yes. A lot, lot of currency with me. Abs- yes. She earned a lot of currency. Earned them points. Well done, Bunny. That's right. On that note, always enjoy hanging with you fellas. We're out. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at.